1: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Hello and welcome back to road of Biz overtime on road of Biz radio brought to you by blue wire my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to marlin and once again i am joined by sean siegel my co-host here on the show co-host also of the stadium bananas podcast with ben gretch i hope you're all tuning in to the weekly recap coming out each and every monday morning very very early usually around 5 a.m eastern time it's posting and a very good lesson i really enjoy listening to it each and every week but sean this week we had some bonus shows as well we did our first q a suggested by questions sent in by the listeners some sprinkled in from myself and yourself as well that we wanted to find out a little bit more about each other that did post on sunday and we actually had more questions and more talking time than we anticipated so we have actually three of those recorded We'll be dropping one each sunday morning ahead of the nfl action over the next two weeks you can check those out the feedback so far has been very positive if it's something that the listeners are enjoying uh, we may continue to post those from time to time so if you have any questions you might want to hear in a future one of those send them my way and we'll uh, start stocking up on, on questions for possible future episodes but sean that was a lot of fun recording those last week but that led into week seven of the nfl season uh, it's it's done beyond uh, a meme at this point but week seven obviously had a lot of teams on on buys and that led to some uh, probably not difficult decisions in terms of start set but it meant that you had to find players to be able to to add to your lineups to to start so it's one of those weeks where you were like looking through how the games went and you may have lost a close game but you're like i didn't have any other options so i'm pretty happy with how, how i did from a, a management point of view but a really fun week and uh it's worked out again for us in that uh, main event team which we are currently in first place in points and tied first place in record so it looks like we we may continue to cruise towards that championship but at, at a nice pace
2: yeah I, I don't think that we want to i uh, think that we'll cruise but we are in a good spot right now <laughs> it was great to see joe burrow blow up that, by joey b yeah that was a big part of Kind of what we were hoping for there. And, uh, Colin, this is one of our sort of rare teams that doesn't have any of the Bengals receivers, but it's still great to get those big points from the quarterback position. I was kind of looking through. This was just a fun one, right? We talked about week four as being one of the best weeks ever. And then in week five, Saquon Barkley got knocked out. Now, you know, I don't have him on this team, but he is on a lot of the road of his teams because of the draft slots that we were tending to get and the extreme discount that he was under now that discount hasn't really worked out since he has been injured but even with him on the sidelines the chasing stolen bananas team that Ben and I drafted with Pat and Pete has been really rocking and rolling it has about the same number of points just a few more than our team
1: I want to mention that because uh, I did have a quick look uh, this morning to see you know the overall standings and I was like did we get into the top 200 we're just a couple of places outside the top 200 but oh there is uh your team with the uh, all the gays and say the top 200.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that one has Saquon Barkley still on the bench. Ideally, he comes back in a couple of weeks completely healthy. And I mean, you just, you, you always want to dream. And it, it makes sense to delay being upset about things. It's kind of been fun. The team that Ben and I had that started 0-5 and we're kind of like, I'm not really sure how this is happening, this team is pretty good. Uh, it was actually Barkley getting hurt that was the catalyst for that team. To, to go on a run and has been scoring huge points and is now very much back into the playoff chase. You know, you want to wait to be sad, but it's always a good time to be happy. So, you know, we're not counting our chickens, but we are enjoying the ride. I mean, it, it makes sense to enjoy it as much as you can here. Column, our team is a DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel team in terms of the main guys who are driving it, uh, scoring more than their draft positions would suggest and uh, it's been a lot of fun this is a a zero rb oriented team with a Tyreek Hill, justin jefferson start uh hill the two big games otherwise it's been a little bit disappointing it's kind of funny that his average is still over 20 points per game uh, because of that weekly upside i expect the chiefs to get it going i've been reading all kinds of articles this week about what's wrong with the chiefs Uh, there are a lot of things wrong with the chiefs and i think that one of them is hubris, right? You're talking about thinking that you can that you have these special powers to draft players who weren't great prospects, right? When you take a Nicole Hardman, when you take a Clyde Edwards Alaire, with some of the other people still available. I mean, you can go back through and do this for any missed pick. It's not fair to the Chiefs. It's not really exactly the way things work. Certainly the one where they could have had DK Metcalf you know, that one is a little bit less clear because Metcalf did have some red flags on his prospect profile. The Jonathan Taylor thing, I mean, that just looks bad every week, right? Because he, again, just looks so fantastic in week seven. But you have to draft the best players. I mean, there'd be no question about, like, what's wrong with the Chiefs if they had Jonathan Taylor and DK Metcalf because they'd be scoring 45 points a game. And everybody be like, this is the greatest team of all time. So, you know, sometimes what you need to do is sit there and take the best player. I mean, you're, t- you're talking about two guys who are gigantic and have four three speed, you know, uh, again, it's, those, those are somewhat straightforward picks. The other thing that you kind of look at here is they've made some trades for established starters as opposed to uh, simply taking picks in those spots. And that's kind of hollowed out their team, both from a salary cap perspective and from a young talent perspective. It, we talk all the time in fantasy about trying to create as many paths as possible to success, you know, one of sort of our uh, catchphrases or whatnot is, you know, when, you know, when you're wrong about everything, you talk about, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to be wrong about this, that, and the next thing, I also feel like in the end, we're going to have a full team of guys who, if you did a redraft, <laughs> they would be taken much higher than they were last year, right? And part of that is just understanding structurally what you want to do. Part of that is taking as many paths as possible. And part of that is having some humility and just saying, you know, I don't, know exactly what's going to pan out i'm not going to initially pick the cooper cup but if we go through the right process i'm confident that we're going to have guys like jamar chase and Debo samuel every single season and then you win you have to do the same thing from a reality perspective and the chiefs have really taken almost the opposite end of the spectrum approach and in this particular game it's just kind of sad because you can tell that in this one patrick mahomes zero confidence in the defense felt they had to score every time started taking some crazy risks and just not playing normal football all these turnovers are completely unnecessary i do think that they'll stop and i mean this team is going to score but it is a a situation where you're going to have to get some more production from other guys byron pringle actually looked very good in this game i think that he is a savvy pickup in medium-sized leagues in deep leagues he's probably already gone but if they can get a little production from him, you know, they just need to settle down and play, which they will do. It's, it's good to hear that he wasn't hurt. I mean, really the nightmare scenario for Kansas City in 2021 would have been if Patrick Mahomes had been injured on that last play where he leaves the game there. I, I still think that they're in good shape. But, Colin, uh, tell me what you're feeling about this team here. We have Chris Godwin. He was one of the guys that we were really on. He is just under 17 points per game. Uh, he really benefited, obviously, from having a, both a weak opponent in, in terms of Justin Fields and the Bears. I mean, they've got a good defense, but when your team isn't able to move the ball, it makes it much easier for your own offense. And then Antonio Brown being out. One of the things that's been a little bit interesting this season is that we talked a lot about the risk that Brown had because his snaps and routes were going to be way down. but And, and that's actually come true. The, the issue has been that when he's been out there, his target rate... Has been even much higher than it was in the last season. And Godwin and Brown, to an extent, have been flip flopped in terms of where they've been targeted on the field. Now, that obviously works into Brown's advantage a little bit. But this is basically a thing still for me where now that Brown is producing and he's the best place to beat his ADP by a wide margin, but these three guys are all going to score. It's just going to be a little frustrating on a weekly basis if you're starting the guy who maybe doesn't get the touchdowns or, you know, in week six, Mike Evans hardly scores any points. And we don't really have any questions about his talent or what's going to happen with him. I think at this juncture, really, you're mostly excited to have any of these Buccaneers receivers.
1: I would agree. Uh, just before we get into the Buccaneers receivers, um, Sean did mention that we're not counting our check-ins yet, but some Of the feedback we've got on those QA shows is around the number of check-ins I actually have. So sometimes I do have to count the amount of check-ins. So if you want to find out how many <laughs> check-ins I do have, uh, head on over and listen to that episode. So that's a, a shameless plug, but I thought it had to be had to be said. Um, in terms of the receivers, look, I think you mentioned about the snaps. I think I was probably too low on Brown in the offseason. I did mention about his off-the-field stuff, was another reason I wouldn't. Be having them kind of on rosters, but that's kind of then when you have Tyree hill on the team that kind of goes against that a little bit in terms of previous situations. So we'll leave all the the politics out of it for the rest of it. But um in terms of I think you have to be very satisfied if you have those three on your roster at any point. The other one is obviously Gronkowski's been out. So when he comes back, does that change up a bit? The running back situation has been uh a lot of Leonard Fournette and a bit of a you know not not very good for us behind that well per ronald jones is still sitting there but in terms of how this roster looks and it was something that i was going to talk to you about anyway so i think our problem on this and it's probably not surprising based on the way we usually draft but it is probably surprising based that we took two running backs in the first six rounds in this roster i think running backs probably gonna be the area we will will continue to have that challenge but the the wide receiver options are, are fantastic that you mentioned Then we have the likes of rugs as well there in backup but we did draft trace sermon which isn't really working out at the moment stevenson then was inactive active this past week he's somebody we have um so and I, I mentioned ronald jones of course he is on our roster as well along with aj dylan but at the moment sean we just need one running back and his name's DeAndre swift he's just uh taking us to the, the promised land but you mentioned um uh, Joe Joe Burrow and you did talk a little bit more about this game. We'll not talk too much about it today, but the uh, the Bengals, and that was a really fun one to watch. There was a lot of fun games this week, but seeing uh Joe Burrow, you know, starting to progress, it looks a lot more confident than his mechanics based on his health and that coming into the season has really started to pick up over the last few weeks. And for a while I would message Sean and say about, you know, I have James Conner on my rosters, my week's gonna rely a lot on that, but what i used to mention was joe burrow and my week's going to depend on that but at this point it's just joe burrows in all my ffpc lineups so my week goes like that's not even a question anymore at this point joe burrow's going to put up those points week in week out uh now it's become uh mike is the man that it usually relies on but burrow has looked fantastic um we've touched on swift a number of times we talked about needing points in garbage time this week it was not garbage time it was the first quarter that he takes that reception to the house so swift looking great samuel's doing what he's doing on a consistent basis hell and the chiefs there's there is concerns there but like you said sean i think they need to settle down but they have gone through a really tough schedule when we look at the opponents they have faced there's a lot of opponents in that group that are going to be challenging um come the end of the season they do get the giants this coming week on monday night football so i think that's probably a, a get right spot for them and of course we have justin jefferson back from the bye so I, i'm i'm excited uh, about this team but the running backs are something that is a, a little bit of a an uneasy topic but we're well used to uh having that situation i guess but looking forward to seeing how we do the rest of the way we are going to talk about a number of players who have been doing fantastic so far this season and not just the rest of the way we're going to do that just after the break nfl football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find nfl tickets anymore because tech that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k is the original no fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for nfl tickets TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. One of my bucket list items is certainly to head on over and see my Green Bay Packers over in Green Bay Lambeau Field. I'm super excited to see how this season plays out for the Packers, whether it's the Packers or any other team that you want to head and get in on the action this season and attend a game. Whether it's a home game for your favorite team or it's on the road, TickPick has you covered. Visit tickpick.com slash rotoviz to save 10% on your first order. So if you're thinking of going to a game this season, don't wait. Head on over, get those tickets. That is tickpick.com slash rotoviz. Sean we have touched on them a couple of times um, over the last couple of weeks and you know in general and passing we haven't dived too much in it but I think somebody who deserves to be talked about is Cooper Cup and what he has done through the start of the season and we did last Monday's show the title was were we wrong on Derrick Henry there was a lot of things that we talked about Derrick Henry last week Sean we didn't talk about him throwing touchdowns you know we, we hadn't factored in the fact that he was going to start doing passing touchdowns so there is obviously, that ceiling could get a little bit higher for Henry over the coming weeks if, he, if he's doing that, but actually one of his lower scoring games. But I just thought at the start of that game when, when he scored the touchdown against the Chiefs, come back to that game, uh, I was like, <laughs> it's just, what are we going to do here? But um, Cooper Cup on pace for, wait for it, 462 PPR points over the 17-game season. So it would have been 435 over a 16-game pace has looked terrific, has continued to put up touchdowns. Mahi Stafford's looking great. When we talk about players, obviously we tend to lean to a dynasty view of it as well, and Cup was older coming into the league, and obviously he's you know getting higher in age as he gets older, which is what people generally do. But he has just looked tremendous, and I kind of had a feeling that it might be a... And it, it's getting closer to a split between him and uh, Robert Woods, but he has just... In terms of efficiency and putting up points he just looks superb um anything that we really need to to look at with cup we did touch last week on the possibility of like you know moving some of these superstars you know at this point and selling high on the likes of maybe him or um you know the likes of Dalvin cook what's your thoughts on on cup here as he continues to put up those monster weeks
0: yeah i have had
2: a piece actually even last week talking about selling cup in a couple of weeks that his schedule was going to turn on him but we look at the top scoring wide receivers this century and we see that Antonio Brown he gets up to 386 if we include week one of the the playoffs in order to get an apples to apples like 17 game comparison Calvin Johnson's 2011 goes at 406 and, and Blair's kind of putting this together for his uh, Monday review piece and he notes that Matthew Stafford was the QB also uh, for that season which Ah, uh, mostly coincidence, but it does let us know that Matthew Stafford can support these monster seasons. And this was the thesis that really elevated Woods and cup, you know so high in terms of adp. There's a little bit of risk at that level, which we've seen with Woods, although Wood's now coming on, and he may be able to pay off at that price as well. but cup, uh, he's one of these guys who runs such precise routes and when he separates, separates so completely that When you have a a somewhat concentrated target grouping and Tyler Higby is involved, Van Jefferson scores this last week, but we're we're getting most of the targets to these main wide receivers. And the thing that has really kind of taken him over the top this year is that he's able to find those holes in the zone downfield. And Matthew Stafford throws those passes with anticipation. He throws those passes, uh, a very soft Someone with a big arm, right? I mean, his passes are dropped down in there like a oh, feather pillow. And so, you know, you, you see these being so easy to catch. This is one of the things that was obvious again in the Detroit Lions game. Really, all that they had to do after they had made all of these amazing uh, gutsy decisions early and after Jared Goff actually played pretty well. I mean, Goff put the Lions in position to win with Khalif Raymond. I'm sure he's sitting back there at home, you know, thinking to himself, You know, I threw the key interception to lose the game late, but if you compare the two groups of receivers and what we were working with, you know, I actually proved what I can do. I mean, there's still obviously some hard... It was a moral victory. Well, (laughs) perhaps, perhaps. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, you look at what Cup is doing, and uh, even at the running back position, we only have a few guys... Who are scoring in that 460 range? You have Marshall Falcon in 2000, LaDinian Tomlinson in 2006, and Christian McCaffrey a couple of years ago. So when we talk about what uh, some of these players can do, and if you can win with wide receivers, you know it's it's been so cool to see this. Uh, you can win with Cup. You know, perhaps you can win with Debo Samuel and Collum. You can also win with Jamar Chase, who through the first seven weeks has really been right? He's about 45 points behind cup. He has 30 fewer targets. He's a 21 year old rookie. Uh, he's one of the best prospects ever. And when you pull up the first seven weeks, and one of the things that's kind of too bad here in terms of trying to think of apples to apples, but you know, Odell Beckham misses the beginning of his rookie season and then goes on this crazy tear. I mean, it's really Beckham who is the comp for chase here, but uh, Kelvin Benjamin and Quan Bolden, the top two guys, other than chase, you know, they're more than 35 points, behind him even though they had almost 10 more targets his receiving yard numbers i mean he's up by more than 150 yards right so i go through this in my piece in more detail one of the things that i thought was interesting is that when you look at the overall profile he has this superstar profile and now i mean that's not a surprise right (laughs) based on his production and all of that kind of thing but there are four guys in the NFL right now who have at least 700 air yards and 200 yards after the catch. And, and they're kind of the names that we're familiar with Devonte Adams, your guy there. Unfortunately Adams uh, placed on the COVID list and, and column, you have to be a little bit concerned here. Just as a little bit of digression as we head toward this epic battle between the Cardinals and the Packers on Thursday night, the Packers and Fortunately, we've mostly avoided this so far in the 2021 season. When it appeared that it could potentially be one of the main storylines this year, but your Packers are now dealing with a potential outbreak. Adams on the list. You know, hopefully, most of these guys uh, will be able to be cleared for Thursday and have this game be as cool as we expect.
1: Yeah, obviously, definitely a concern. Um, what the kind of even if it's only two, at the moment a couple of people, it's still more than anyone wants to see so hopefully first of all anyone who's tested positive will be okay that's the main thing obviously but um going into Thursday Night Football Short Week against the Cardinals in Arizona as banged up as the Packers are already uh you know I'm, I'm hoping for a, a victory but you know in terms of games that are potential losses like being realistic this one is definitely up there so the, I think that the Cardinals are going to cause the Packers' defense quite a bit of trouble as they will do for most teams um, but the Packers are 6 no, I believe over the last two seasons without Adams so you know they, they have won in the past they beat the Saints on the road uh, with Drew Brees um, I believe Drew Brees was still the starting quarterback at that point I know he had his injury a couple of seasons ago but um, I, I think um, they're just gonna have to try and win in a different way but if you like losing to the cardinals is going to happen to a lot of teams this year seven weeks gone it's happened to seven teams so uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup but i'm really looking forward to it um win or lose i think it's a really good test for the team but obviously you would like to have Devontae adams out there for that test we'll see what happens moving forward from that um but yeah it should be it should be a good thursday night football so when you were talking about jamar chase i think you know exactly as advertised <laughs> obviously people got a, a round and a half to two rounds discount in the off season for those last couple of weeks you know when he was dropping dropping a couple of passes but at that point this wasn't probably the expectation but around the time of the NFL draft this was what we kind of hope for absolute generational talent and I know that it's used a lot and I you know we're talking about in the last basically 10 years a few other guys that are in that bracket but we, if we even look back to you know last season when you know, Justin Jefferson had a, a record set in the year. You know, he's absolutely, you know, lapping the field. And, and the field he is lapping, the closest person to him in a lot of those metrics is Justin Jefferson. So uh, I think that just the thing that's been so good with him is, you know, contested catches, yards after the catch, all the routes that he has to run. Uh, looking superb and obviously I mentioned Joe Burrow looking more comfortable coming back from his injury over the last couple of weeks a big part of that has to be down to Jamar Chase but what I'm looking forward to and I think when we were hyping up this offense early in the offseason people were probably wondering why do they keep talking about the Cardinals but in terms of what they have there now Tyler Boyd is kind of an auxiliary piece almost like if they need him they can use him concerns around Higgins and his usage but I think what we're going to start to see is with what Chase is doing to this you know to, to secondaries and two defenses we're going to see the likes of Uzama who had a big game this past week when defenses are trying to take away four to five options in every play it's just not going to happen we've seen that with how you know some of the better offenses are playing like the Cardinals for example it's just hard to Cover everybody, and you know, that's just not really gonna be possible. So, I, I can't wait to see what the, the Bengals are gonna do. And I watched a lot of this game live, um, this past week. And what I was thinking during it is like the Bengals are quickly becoming my favorite team in the AFC to you know to support. So, um, uh, you know, I'm not gonna support anyone else in the NFC being a Packers fan, but I'm really excited to see what they can do the rest of the season. And you know, with so many young players like Chase, like Burrow, and then of course Higgins. How they progress moving forward here over the next two to three years should be should be really exciting so yeah jamar chase getting ready for that gold jacket uh already i think to head to the, the hall of fame but the, it's just just fantastic we we want to see like fun plays big plays and jamar Chase is, is all about that so him and of course we mentioned there as well cooper cup both of them after terrific starts and am going to touch on one other rookie now and, and talk about him and how he is starting to live up exactly to what the expectations were but sean i wanted just before we did that mention dan campbell i did touch on it before the show and before we recorded watching that game as well this past week and seeing those you know fake punts and and pulling out all the different tricks early in the game and of course to top it all off we had deandre swift getting that touchdown early in the game the lions and dan campbell uh you uh, professed kind of your, your love loving an article. I think it might have been after like week two or week three four. Dan Campbell, but uh, you mentioned this week that he gave another masterclass and leadership, but they, they are not getting the results, but they are quite fun to watch, the Lions.
2: They are, and I, I think it's hard to really uh, completely communicate just how overmatched they are from a talent perspective. But not only did they go for those sort of three trick plays, they executed them all perfectly. This is a team that executes... Uh, up to
1: and beyond. Way beyond. Yeah. And so <laughs> they have two players really on offer, And I like Jamal Williams, but like, you know, they have Swift and they have Hawkinson. And I answer that. They have not a lot. They have Jared, Jared Goff's moral victories as well.
2: Right. <laughs> Jared Moral victories. Goff is, is leading the way there. And uh, you mentioned the Bengals and, and watching these two teams. And I have a lot of players on these two teams. So when I set the you know, the recordings in the morning and kind of start going through. It, it does tend to be Lions and Bengals that are in that group every week. So I have sort of earlier exposure and full exposure to these teams, and they remind me a lot of each other. I, you think about where the Bengals were. Zach Taylor takes over in Cincinnati 2019. He leads into this 0-11 start behind Andy Dalton. Uh, there were some questions about the Bengals during these first couple of years with Taylor in charge that were more significant, really, than I think what the Lions are going to deal with. They're actually a much better and more competitive team than that Cincinnati team was. And and you see where Cincinnati is now, and you think a couple of years down the line, I mean, that could be the line. Now, the big difference is that Detroit is not staring a clear-cut 101 pick of a franchise quarterback like the Bengals were. And, I mean, Burrow's taken some criticisms over the last couple of years and it's kind of crazy when you compare him to some of the other young QBs and and how much they're struggling QB is a, a huge flaw in the league right now the teams that don't have them I mean more or less can't be competitive Burrow gives these guys a chance I mean he's already moving into the elite group I think he's undervalued in dynasty super flex uh he and and Justin Herbert, I mean, the Chargers have impressed and demonstrated that they can do it with just Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. But you do have this contrast, and we don't want to make too much of it, right? Because every week in the NFL is a little bit different. And if players are a little bit healthier, maybe if Mike Williams is healthy against the Ravens, those games look different. But I mean, the big contrast just in terms of consecutive weeks of how the Chargers looked against them versus how the Bengals looked against them and you mentioned some of these elements where you know how are teams going to take everybody away right and so just, just to mention quickly again those other guys on that list you have dj Moore with 829 air yards 226 after the catch uh, he was off to this amazing four-week start and now he comes in in the buy low portion of the article after the last three weeks obvious buy low if they can get any production out of the quarterback position cooper cup obviously on there uh Jamar Chase on there. Tyreek Hill, the the fifth guy, he doesn't quite have the 200 after the catch. He's at 198. When you're sitting there on that list with those names, it again just kind of emphasizes that you have the profile. Now, the thing that's interesting about this is that Chase's air conversion is second only to Cup in that group, but he's also targeted downfield, you know, much deeper than the rest of these guys, and those are harder passes generally to convert. So that's both a another point in favor of Joe Burrow putting these passes, you know, on target, getting them in there to chase deep, but then also chases ability to catch and then turn them into big yardage with those after the catch numbers. The other four guys that I mentioned there all have more than 20 more targets than Chase. And so, you know, at the well you know that he I mean it's just no way for a receiver to to stay that efficient the whole season although, you know, again, Odell Beckham's like Look at my rookie season. I could do it before I became someone who was impossible to deal with, and had all of these injuries. I was the greatest player of all time. But the thing that's going to happen is Chase is going to get you know more volume, right? I mean, you could see this going in even a more positive direction in terms of his opportunity going forward. And then the other thing is just you know how do the re- how do teams deal with these guys? I mean, T. Higgins, the 15 targets last week. He's also one of the buy low players in this offense. Doesn't execute here. We know that he's going to keep going forward. And then Tyler Boyd, I mean, it's almost like a break glass in case of a third and three, right? In case you need a first down, you know, that's the only way Tyler Boyd is getting involved in the action. So we know the defenses are not going to be able to handle all of these guys together. The Lions now, all they need to do is draft their Joe Burrow, draft their T Higgins, draft their Jamar Chase. And if we've seen anything from the... Kansas city chiefs drafts the last several years we know it's easy you know just go out there and draft the player who's your favorite at that point
1: yeah it's going to be going to be exciting um to see as i mentioned earlier those guys over the rest of the season there's a lot of teams that it feels like they're just starting to to really find their groove we're seven weeks in there's obviously a lot of the way to go but um it's going to going to be interesting to see how it starts to play out i think we're going to see a little bit of a separation from um you know some of the kind of you mentioned there the quarterback situations that kind of the haves and the have-nots I think we're going to start to see that separate I did tease it a moment ago Sean that we were going to talk about another rookie on today's show I do want to give it a little bit of like I want to give it a good bit of time and attention so I'm going to save it as a tease for Thursday's show I won't tease you as to who it is it's going to be Kyle Pitts was off to a kind of a slow start if we can call it that but is on pace now to be the uh, all time kind of historic rookie tight end. So, I want to to go into it in a little bit more detail and we'll tell you why that may or may not be the case on Thursday's edition of the Road of His Overtime podcast. But as you can tell by myself and Sean talking through some of these games this past week, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm sure you and I, I hope you've had a, a lot of fun watching. It. And I will say that I did get one question aired, kind of late Saturday evening on, on Twitter this past week. It was a start set question for. Uh, at Stevenson versus AJ Dillon but at that time Stevenson hadn't been ruled out so I did say I would lean slightly towards Stevenson when those games started and he was ruled out I was thinking uh oh, I hope I hope that person changed their lineup and all things considered then with the fumble by AJ Dillon I think Dillon may have scored like half a point on Sunday so it didn't really matter in the end up but I, I was feeling quite guilty so um whoever did send that question I hope I hope things worked out for you this past weekend but um, sometimes that's what happens with those start set decisions. They they don't really uh, matter at the end of it because they they both work out the exact same way. But if you are not yet signed up for a NFL Pass, I would say, and I say this all the time because there is no better time than the present to go and do it. But um, you can get all the access, all the content, to the tools and articles up on the website and today a lot of the stuff we talked through some of it was from sean's piece that come out on monday but the tuesday article from blair uh, covers a lot of stuff on jamar chase cooper cup and it will also be if you want to go and get kind of a preview towards some of the stuff we will talk about on thursday show it does have information in there about kyle pitts i would head on over and check that out and of course if you haven't checked out as well blair and hassan are back doing the uh the report up on Rotoviz and that's pretty much an instant reaction once the shows are over and that's live as well on the youtube channel if you want to check that out also but uh the code is rv radio 2021 gets you 10 percent off a Rotoviz nfl pass and gets you access to all of the stuff as i mentioned so check that out rv radio 2021 or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information if you didn't get a chance over the weekend to check out i know some people might didn't know when it was going to post up on sunday but the uh, bonus q a show where myself and sean talked through some uh non-football related topics and uh talked through some stuff about our lives uh, head back and have a listen to that I would, I would appreciate the feedback as well the feedback so far has been very positive but uh interest to see What everyone thinks of it. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co host is Sean Siegel. Check out all of Sean's work up on Rotoviz.com and, of course, check out the Stadium Bananas podcast as well. And until we're back on Thursday, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotovis Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotovis with a discount through the Road Radio homepage, roadvis.com forward slash podcast.